Welcome to the Small Business Conversations podcast. My name is Milita Ngalungulu. Tax season is upon us and in the past few weeks, we've seen many small businesses struggling to obtain funding. One of the reasons is that they are not tax compliant. In this week's episode, we talk to Yasmin Suleiman, an executive of Bowman's with over 20 years experience in tax, and she specializes in assisting companies with SARS audits, tax services, and compliance. Yasmin, thank you so much for your time. What tax returns can small businesses receive from SARS? Uh, hi, Melita. I think uh, it rather depends on what a small business has registered for. Generally, you know, I mean, any business would need to be registered for income tax. And, um, and depending on whether, you know, you make enough supplies during the course of a year, you may need to be registered for VAT. If you have employees, you may need to be registered for PAYE and so on. So, you know, the number of taxes that a small business would need to account for would rather depend on its position, you know, uh, and what it's applied for to SARS and what it's required to have uh, registrations for. You know, the situation is different for really small businesses versus uh, your medium-sized businesses. Yasmin, how do startups comply? Well, I think the, the first thing is to, uh, you, to arm yourself with knowledge. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs in that sort of position don't have a lot of uh, money to uh, get external advice. A lot of them have to learn it for themselves. And the SARS website is actually very helpful in that regard. You know, knowledge is power. You need to know what you need to do, what is is you need to register for, and then, you know, what needs to be done on an annual or, or semi-annual basis or on a monthly basis uh, in order to be compliant. If you're not able to find that information yourself, then you need to seek help. And the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, you've got, as an entrepreneur, I think a lot of other issues to deal with. You've got, uh, you know, operational matters. You've got to get your business off the ground. Now, I think if you can afford it, it will be best to get to seek external advice uh, on what their different uh, compliance requirements are from a tax point of view. Yasmin, would you say that this is a timely process? You know, SARS does feel that, um, you know, a lot of fraud is perpetrated uh, by allowing people or uh, businesses onto the register that are not legitimate businesses. So, you know, at the registration point, especially for a tax like VAT, where you are able to get a refund, they do apply quite strict processes, uh, verification processes and so on. My personal view on it is that SARS has missed the point a bit uh, with some of the, uh, the processes that it does follow. Uh, I think the uh, the aim should really be to get as many taxpayers onto the register as possible. So it should be easy for someone or a business to register to pay tax. And SARS should direct their efforts towards, uh, you know, on the uh, on the refund verification rather than at a point where you register. You know, I spent some time at SARS and I know during that time there were a few VAT frauds that were uncovered. And a lot of that VAT fraud were to do not so much with new registrations, but with existing companies or taxpayers on the books where there had been some kind of collusion and details of taxpayers were changed in order to misdirect funds or claim fraudulent battery funds and so on. So you know, spending too much of time on the registration process, uh, you know, where SARS uh, verifies who they're dealing with, can come to naught if d- d- details are changed later. It's easy to change details later. One of the things that taxpayers need to know is that, you know, while they may be required uh, to be registered in certain cases for certain tax types, it may not be as easy to get obtain that registration with SARS. Yasmin, what is a turnover tax and how do SMEs register for it? 
The turnover tax is uh, directed at a very specific portion of our business community, and those are um, really small businesses, so turnovers of less than a million rand per annum. And if you think about that, I mean, you have to basically have a turnover of less than 80,000 or 82,000 rand a month, uh, which translates in 20 working days to about 4,200 rand a day. Uh, so these are really uh, almost like your hawker trade, sole proprietors that sell things or certain like sort of home industries and so on. Now, the turnover tax is something that it replaces all your other taxes that you may be liable for. So it, it is quite attractive. It's a relatively easy process to register. You download the form of the SARS website or you can fill it in online. But, you know, generally SARS expects that you need to register at a branch or you need to submit those forms by via post to them. So they need physical submission of these forms. Again, I think it's a case of them wanting to verify whether you are uh, correctly going into the turnover tax regime. Um, because the moment your turnover in your business it ends up being more than a million rand. You cannot, uh, you you cannot be part of that regime anymore. One of the other regimes that's quite popular, uh, you know, in the small business or SME environment, is the small business corporation regime, and those are for companies where their turnovers are less than uh, 20 million rands. Now, obviously, there are requirements to be met. You can't have any other business and things like that. But it's very, very popular for entrepreneurs starting their first business. And especially in that phase where they're still growing their business and their turnover is still less than 20 million rand per annum, you know, there the are lower tax rates that are applied to certain levels of taxable income generated by those companies. So it's almost like you're trading as a sole proprietor and you're getting the benefit of having uh, the rebates apply, applicable to natural per persons, but you've got the shelter of being in a corporate form. Uh, so that we see is quite popular and, and amongst the small and uh, medium businesses uh, that operate in, in our society. Yasmin, how would small businesses account for that? Well, if you are required to be registered for that or you've done a voluntary registration for that because your turnover is going to be more than 50,000 rand in a year, actually the VAT requirements that apply to you are pretty much the same as it applies to bigger businesses. Uh, so the VAT rules don't really change if you're a small bus business versus a big business. So if you're making sales or you're charging for services and you're required to charge VAT on that, you would do that in the same way as a big business would. Uh, if you were exporting goods out of South Africa and you needed to zero rate that, the rules that would apply to you would be the same as the bigger businesses. By the same token, if you wanted to claim back any VAT on your expenses, the, the rules that apply to you would be the same rules that would apply to a big business. So there's very little distinction in the VAT Act as far as the rules go. It applies across the board for all taxpayers or all VAT vendors. There is one sort of dispensation that is given for sole proprietors. So if you're trading in your personal capacity and your turnover per annum is less than two and a half million rand, so just roughly two, less than 200,000 or just about 200,000 rand a month, uh, you can elect to, instead of accounting for VAT on an invoice basis, you can decide to uh, account for VAT on a payments basis. Payers or vendors um, that sell a lot on credit, um, you only then need to pay for, uh, for the VAT output when your debtors pay you. So you don't have to account for VAT as you issue invoices. You only have to do so when you receive the cash. So from a cash flow point of view, it helps. 
the flip side to that, obviously, is that if you don't pay your creditors or your suppliers, you're not going to be, be able to claim your VAT back either. So that's the only thing I could find in our VAT legislation that would be of a benefit for a smaller business. And that is a very particular small business. It's a sole proprietor kind of business. So if you're running your business through a company, I mean, really, the VAT rules that apply to you as a small business with a turnover of 2 million or 5 million rand a year or whatever, versus a company that's got a 500 million rand turnover, it's pretty much the same. There's no real distinction uh, made for small businesses. Now, Yasmin, you've been a tax practitioner for over 20 years. So would you say that... Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that SARS has actually made the process for small business owners to register and to pay for their taxes independently easier over the years? Or are they still reliant on tax practitioners? Okay, if I go back 20 years, I studied a little bit more than 20 years ago, so I'm giving away my age. When I studied at university, uh, our tax laws were published in a, in a textbook. Uh, we still get the same textbook these days, but now it's, uh, you know, the, it's double the size and it comes in two volumes versus one volume 20, 25 years ago. So definitely uh, over the last 20 years, uh, you know, our, our tax laws have become more complex and every year without fail, there are amendments because our national treasury feels there are loopholes that they need to close. There's... Um, you know, uh, additional tax uh, amendments that they uh, bring in in order to raise more revenue or to cater for court cases that have gone against them and it was against their tax policy or so. You know, definitely in terms of tax rules, it's a lot more complicated than it used to be. You know, I've been a practitioner for many years. I've specialized in South African tax. And I can't tell you hand on heart that I know everything there is to know about South African tax. And if that's me as a practitioner speaking, then a person who's running a business who has more to worry about than just tax surely cannot know everything they need to know. Having said that, you know, SARS has made it a little easier to register uh, in certain cases. You know, we got the e-filing platform, which is a lot better than the manual system that we had 14, 15 years ago. But it's very easy to get things wrong. And what taxpayers really need to weigh up is the cost of getting someone to give you proper advice versus the cost of getting it wrong. And Mm. the cost of getting it wrong are quite hefty at the moment, you know. I mean, if you, for example, send in a tax return late into SARS, there are penalties that could be imposed. And those could be like sort of your late payment penalties of 10% for that. It could be administrative penalties with your tax return is late. It could be, for example, a late payment penalty for provisional tax. And if you get the actual tax number incorrect, there are other penalties that could apply. If SARS comes along and audits you and finds an error, not only can they get the tax from you, they can impose understatement penalties as well. And that can be up to 200% of the tax that was payable. So it's hefty penalties that you're looking at, uh, aside from the interest that's inevitably charged. And I don't want to be seen as, you know, touting for business, for practitioners and so on. But it really has become so complex that it's actually quite difficult for a lay person to know what their uh, compliance requirements are and on their own to be able to meet those requirements. So, you know, if it is affordable, my recommendation to people would be try and get someone who's going to be reasonably priced for your situation where will give you proper advice when things go wrong. Yasmin, thank you so much for your time. This has really been insightful. Thank you. No problem. Great to be on your show as well. That was Yasmin Suleiman, an executive at Bowman specializing in tax. In the next episode of Small Business Conversations, we talk to a well-known entrepreneur. 
Vusi Tembukwayo on how to transition from your full-time job to running your own business. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za and the MoneyWeb app. Follow MoneyWeb News on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn for updates.